Now at five, the battle over birth control consent. Why some are saying changes need to be made in a post-Roe world. We're tracking a West Coast storm that'll bring us colder and rainy weather. Your first warning forecast is coming up. And the defense rests in the case, uh, in, in its case, in week three of the murder trial of Christopher Taylor. What's at stake for the Austin police officer? Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Britt Moreno. And I'm Mike Rush in for Daniel Marine. Today, a federal appeals court heard arguments over whether Texas teenagers should be able to get birth control without their parents' permission. Our Capitol correspondent, Monica Madden, explains what's at stake in the appeals court. We have a pretty close relationship, but she is a typical teenager, so. Like many parents, Austin mother Allison Everly tries to keep an open dialogue with her teenage daughter. There's a lot of maturity needed once relationships become physical and not just the danger of becoming pregnant, but I, I want her to be emotionally ready. But she knows not every kid has the same relationship with their parent. A lot of kids just aren't able to talk to talk to their parents. Today, Texas girls must have parental consent to get on the pill due to an ongoing lawsuit filed by a father of two daughters. His main argument is that Title X violates his parental rights. Federal Judge Andy Kazmarek agreed, ruling, quote, the Title X program violates the constitutional rights of parents to direct the upbringing of their children. Since Title X was signed by President Nixon in 1969, appellate courts have repeatedly ruled that teens have the right to get the pill without their parents' permission. Still, Kazmarek wrote, the right of parents to consent to their minor children's use of contraceptives is deeply rooted in this nation's history. But in a post-Roe America, and that should be her decision. Parents like Eberly worry about the state of women's reproductive rights. It makes it feel just really dangerous because women have no options right now. In Austin, Monica Madden, KXAN News. Now, judges on the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals did not issue a decision after today's hearing, and it's not clear when they could rule on this case. Let's look at the teen birth rate here in Texas. The most recent data is from the CDC in 2021. At that time, the birth rate here was 20.3 per 1,000 females ages 15 to 19. That rate is in the top 15 highest in the country, but Texas teen birth rates have decreased each year, dropping from a rate of just over 30 in 2016 and over 61 in 2005. In 2020, the Texas Board of Education changed sex education standards in schools. Curriculum now includes anatomy, contraception, condoms, and STI prevention in middle and high schools. It also teaches students about healthy relationships and physical boundaries. But parents can opt out of having their kids learn sex ed in school. While schools can teach students about condom use, they cannot hand out condoms to students. Within the last hour, the defense rested its case in the murder trial of APD officer Christopher Taylor. Taylor is on trial for murder in the death of Michael Ramos in 2020. The jury is hearing from expert witnesses at this stage. The first provided another reconstruction of the scene. This one focused on what officer Taylor may have seen. The state has worked to prove throughout this trial that no one was in the path of Ramos's vehicle at the time he was shot. They continued that line of questioning with this expert witness. The defense called its final witness this afternoon. We'll have a breakdown of that testimony tonight on KXAN News at 6, along with what happens next now that the defense has wrapped its case. Former President Donald Trump took the witness stand for five hours. 
Tuesday in his civil fraud trial. Trump's testimony today went off topic a few times as he attacked the attorney general's office as haters, sidestepped questions, and repeatedly went off on tangents. The judge told the former president's lawyer to control him and that this isn't a political rally. His sons, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, testified last week. His eldest daughter, Ivanka Trump, is scheduled to testify on Wednesday. And Trump is not expected to participate in the third Republican presidential primary debate on Wednesday. And this will be the first one since former Vice President Mike Pence dropped out of the race. NBC Nightly News anchor Lester Holt and Meet the Press moderator Kristen Welker will moderate the debate. They'll also be joined by Hugh Hewitt from the Salem Radio Network. You can watch it right Right here Wednesday on KXAN at 7 p.m. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Warmer than average November weather continued today with highs in Austin so far climbing to 80. That's five degrees above normal for early in the month. Live outside, you can see a deck of pretty persistent mid and high clouds in Fredericksburg. Beautiful view though at 75 in Fredericksburg at the Barons Creek Vineyards camera, always on KXAN.com. The clouds are streaming in from the southwest, pretty widespread, blocking your early sunrise just a bit tonight. But those are just high clouds, not the kind that produce any rain. We won't see that tonight. Coming up, I'll show you how long this muggy November weather lasts as we are tracking a strong cold front, days of chillier weather and several periods of rain that will follow. We'll time it out next. David, thank you so much. As Israel enters its fifth week of war with Hamas, calls for a ceasefire are growing louder, with demonstrations held in cities around the world, including right here in the United States. Yeah, and this comes as the White House says a call between President Biden and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu included a discussion of a pause in the war. Here's NBC's Tracy Wilkins with the details. Israeli troops may enter Gaza City today or Tuesday in ground warfare that's expected to increase casualties on both sides of the conflict. Hamas is reporting that over the weekend, Israel struck a refugee camp in Gaza, killing dozens, according to NBC News. Israel's military is not commenting on that claim. This as U.S. Arab allies are pleading with the U.S. to rein Israel in. Human values uh, uh, dictate that we work for peace and we stop this madness. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken heard those calls firsthand during his weekend trip to the Middle East. Every country I talk to uh, is looking for us to play a leading role with our diplomacy to try to make progress on all of these different aspects of the crisis. Blinken spent the weekend building support for President Biden's call for Israel to take humanitarian pauses in Gaza to help free more than 200 hostages, including some Americans, and allow for the safe transport of food, water, and medicine. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his allies are rejecting calls for a pause. Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, is going to do uh, what he wants to do here. Um, and, and look, this has been obviously the pattern with him with multiple U.S. presidents. Protesters across the globe and in the U.S. held demonstrations this weekend. During Sunday's New York City Marathon, pro-Israeli and pro-Palestinian supporters holding dueling protests. In D.C., tens of thousands of protesters called for Israel to cease fire, something the U.S. does not support. While mostly peaceful, those protesters left their mark, smeared red handprints on the walls and gates of the White House, representing blood. In Washington, Tracy Wilkins, NBC News. We're now in week two of the Caitlin Armstrong murder trial. What her ex-boyfriend is saying on the stand about what happened. 
and the group working to make sure that we all stay safe getting home in the dark this evening, even people who don't drive. Plus, what you need to know before heading to the polls tomorrow and where to find them. If you're heading home from work soon or heading out to dinner, maybe remember it is darker earlier now. Sunset is coming up in about 30 minutes. Official sunset time 539 tonight. Vision Zero, the local group working to slow crashes on the road, wants to remind you that not everybody drives to get from point A to point B. Many people walk, take the bus or ride their bikes. Slow down, turn your lights on, be a little bit more aware and take care of our more vulnerable people on our roads. And we'll hit total darkness just after six. So safe travels, everybody. We are less than 24 hours away from election day here in Texas. Every voter who shows up to the polls in Texas will get to vote on 14 proposed amendments to the state constitution. From lowering property taxes to increasing the mandatory retirement age for state judges and justices. And don't forget KXAN is your local election headquarters. Our digital data reporter Christopher Adams has everything you need to know to be prepared to cast your ballot in our voter guide. That that's on KXAN.com. Up next, an ex-boyfriend back on the stand today. His continued testimony in the murder trial of his ex-girlfriend. Six days into November and we're still completely dry in this month in the Austin area. Lake levels not falling at least, but they are holding steady after recent rises. Your first warning forecast and wind rain returns next. The murder trial for Caitlin Armstrong, who's accused of shooting and killing pro cyclist Mo Wilson last May. Armstrong's ex-boyfriend took the stand for most of the day today. Colin Strickland spent the day with Wilson before prosecutors say Armstrong shot and killed her at an East Austin apartment. Now, we can't film testimony, but KXAN's Brianna Hollis is sitting in on the entire trial for us. So, Bree, what unfolded today? So for the bulk of the morning, we reviewed phone records outlining text messages between Strickland and Wilson and Strickland and Armstrong. We're going to go ahead and show you some video now of Strickland at the courthouse this morning. Just like last week, he wore a hat and face mask before physically walking into the courtroom to testify. Now, during his testimony this morning, he told defense attorneys that while detectives originally questioned him, he described Armstrong as sweet and someone who he didn't think was capable of hurting anyone. The defense also physically brought in the firearms APD seized from Strickland and Armstrong's home, asking Strickland about locking and unlocking them. Strickland says he personally never shot them, but he did have knowledge that Armstrong practiced with them at the range in January of 2022. Now the state asked Strickland directly if he killed Mariah Wilson, and he said no. Now, Bree, you said he was quiet and had his arms crossed on Friday when he first took the stand. What was he like today? So his eyes were actually closed for part of the state's questioning this morning. And keep in mind, there are about three rows full of Wilson's friends and family right behind where state prosecutors were sitting. When the defense questioned him, he actually had his body physically turned away from them. And note Armstrong is, of course, sitting right next to those attorneys. And Strickland had his hand up so as maybe to even block his view from being able to see over there as well. And coming up tonight at 6, we will talk about the other witnesses that testified today. Brett, Mike.
All right, Brianna, thank you. And if you want more information on this trial and to see more of Brianna's reporting, you can find it all under this story on KXAN.com. Well, it's almost turkey time, or maybe it already is. An Austin man discovered a flock of 10 turkeys in his backyard last week near Taterwood Drive and Anderson Mill Road in northwest Austin. But what's the difference, you might be wondering, between a wild turkey and a domestic one? A group of wild turkeys is called a flock and are known for their darker brown and black colors. They're smaller, leaner. Domestic turkeys are typically white in color and they're heavier. They're for Thanksgiving eating. Our Kelsey Thompson has more turkey facts and where to find hunting information under this story at KXAN.com. But this is just one of the many reasons why we love Central Texas. Yeah. You get to see the wildlife. You know, it's pretty right? brave of those turkeys to be roaming around this time of year. Very bold. Here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure. Seek shelter. Exactly. Right. Hey, so you know what else is coming up? Yeah. The Friendsgiving yes. Challenge. Yes. And everybody who's donated is so generous. Thank you so much. But I really need more help. <laughs> yeah, I heard Kristen, you were losing. Is that true? You don't know what I'm going to have to put up with around here, guys, for the next <laughs> year if Kristen crushes me again like she did a couple of years ago. Go to kxan.com slash Friendsgiving or just scan this QR code with your smartphone camera right now. If you haven't heard of our contest, this is our third year doing it. Kristen won one. I won one. Now this is the tiebreaker year. It all benefits the Central Texas Food Bank. As little as 10 bucks makes a huge huge difference in feeding a family in need for a whole month. So please give whatever you can to Team David. I'm about $2,000 behind Kristen right now, so we really need your help. We're trying to raise 100 grand, if you can believe that, by Thanksgiving. Let's see if we can do it. Okay, going outside tonight doesn't really feel much like the holidays yet. We've got lots of cloud cover and warm, kind of humid weather. It's 77 right now on the Austonian weather cam. As we discussed earlier, sunset tonight early at 5.39 p.m. It'll be that way for the next several months. Here is winter. Current winds are blowing from the south and southwest. Pretty gusty out in the hill country, up to 23 miles an hour. We had some strong gusts like that earlier today in Austin. This is just bringing in the warmth and also a bit more humidity than you might like. Humidity is 67% up in Milam County. That is a bit noticeably muggy, especially for November. Meantime, the pollen count kind of unaffected by the gusty winds today. Mold, fall elm, and ragweed are all low. Your morning jogs will be a little sweaty for the next several days, but look at the muggy meter plummeting. After an early Thursday cold front, much drier and colder air comes in for several days. And yes, temperatures will drop along with it. A couple more days of unseasonable warmth, actually close to record highs for Tuesday and Wednesday. Then here comes the light jacket weather back. High temperatures by the end of the week, Veterans Day, only 61 degrees. So where's the change coming from? And how about the rain coming along with it? Here's the big low pressure system swirling tonight off the coast of the Pacific Northwest. Rain, mountain snow. This will eventually bring a cold front and some rain our way as it taps into Pacific moisture. That's cloud cover already streaming our way from the eastern Pacific. That moisture feed continues into Thursday and Friday. As all these things kind of come together in our area, let me show you a first stab at when this all goes down and exactly how. Nothing really goes on for the next couple days, but Thursday morning, the cold front enters the hill country in moving through Austin, we think by mid or late morning. After that, temperatures drop through the afternoon on Thursday as light to moderate rain picks up. A few thunderstorms also possible. Overall, it does look like a bit of a wet day on Thursday into early Friday the same, but late Friday afternoon and Friday evening for your weekend kickoff plans, it does look pretty certain that we'll dry out at least temporarily with that colder, drier air moving in.
On Saturday, though, that may not last. Notice the skies stay overcast. We're not going to break out the sun like we sometimes do behind a cold front. This is a separate storm system, which will actually pull some rain back into the area a bit later in the weekend. That could be round of rain number two coming over the next seven days. So both of these rounds of rain, first Thursday into Friday, then Saturday and Sunday, could yield one to two inches of rain in many of our backyards over the next seven days. Of course, we'll keep you advised with any revisions to this. Hopefully we can trend these amounts upward as our ongoing drought could certainly use it. Tonight's forecast, light south-southwest winds, partly cloudy skies increasing toward dawn. 63, very warm for this time of the year. 86 on a sunnier and warmer day tomorrow. I think we'll see a little more sunshine than we did today, both Tuesday and Wednesday. After that, a likelihood of rain Thursday into Veterans Day morning. Look at the chilly weather sticking around, not only Friday, but Saturday, Sunday, Monday. High temperatures well below normal, close to 60, with lows in the 40s. The first round of rain clears midday Friday, but the second round develops late Saturday into Sunday. Some cold, steady rain, a welcome sight for our low lake levels. David, thank you so much. We would like to share stories of inspiring women here in Central Texas, and we need your help. Tell us about a remarkable woman in your life. You can go to KXAN.com to nominate someone from your community. Look for the Remarkable Women tab on our front page or point your phone camera at the QR code on your screen. It will lead you to the nomination page. We're taking nominations through the last day of November, and then we'll pick four finalists and feature their stories here on KXAN. Our local winner will travel to Los Angeles, where the National Remarkable Women winner will be chosen. Still to come, a mysterious find at a Florida thrift store. What police are doing to figure out how it got there. Right now, a combative Donald Trump takes the stand at his civil fraud trial. The former president's fiery testimony, we are there. Plus, exclusive reporting from Gaza. We're with the Israeli military as they try to destroy the Hamas tunnels on Nightly News. The capital murder trial of a convicted felon accused of shooting and killing two women at Methodist Dallas Hospital is starting today with jury selection. Police say Nestor Hernandez was out on parole with permission to go see the birth of his child at the time of the shooting in October of last year. Now, once he was in the room with the baby's mother, he became angry and accused his girlfriend of cheating on him. He then began hitting her with a pistol he brought into the hospital. Then he shot and killed a nurse and a social worker trying to defuse the situation. The case even leading to a change in Texas law. Governor Abbott signed SB 1004, which states parolees and people out on bond will face a felony charge if they knowingly remove or disable their ankle monitor. Hernandez faces a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Thrift stores have a bunch of unusual things, but a shopper at a Fort Myers, Florida store found something quite strange in the Halloween section. It was a human skull. The store owner said the skull was located in a storage unit that was purchased years prior. They were hired to clean it out. The sheriff's office was called to the store and handed it over to the medical examiner's office for testing. They do not believe it to be suspicious, but are hoping to find out more about the skull and how it got there. I wonder if that one was on sale. <laughs> Coming you get it up. for a good price. Huh? <laughs> Tonight on KXAN, it's two hours of The Voice starting at 7, followed by Irrational at 9. We're back with KXAN News at 10. Or you can join us now earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where you can find us.
tonight on News Nation. The boyfriend in the middle of the cyclist love triangle murder is back on the stand. His claims that apparently made everyone gasp. Alex Capriello's live with details from inside the courtroom tonight on Banfield. Residents say that the EPA says stuff publicly and then privately they say another thing. It's just really shocking to hear these things. It's clearly contaminated. Thank you for keeping this story alive. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com.